you know what time it is. It is what time for a new episode of 100 Steps to Drag, the podcast where I chat with your favorite drag artists to try to figure out how to get started and what to do in mother talking next. Uh, this episode has been in the works for a minute, but listen, we are busy girls, but I am super stoked to have this entertainer here. She's such a sweetheart. She is so good on stage. She uh, honestly is so funny too to be around and to look at her social media. So if you're not following her, please go ahead and do that. Powerhouse of drag. Now, welcome to 100 Steps of Drag, Joella Perry. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? I'm better now that you're here. How are you? Okay, okay, work. I'm good, I'm good. I found out that every time that I ask a drag queen how they're doing or like there were the shows, always the answers are like, I'm tired or like, uh, I'm here. Because <laughs> we are so tired. True, I'm also very tired right now. So thank you for doing this doll. I appreciate you. Hopefully we'll get you running with energy to keep it to your day. Yes, I don't think so, but it'll be okay. I'll manage. Girl, you'll manage. Uh, you do full-time drag, right? I do. Uh, how long have you been doing drag for full-time? I would say maybe like two years. That's a long time, bitch. Like to manage to keep doing drag for that, it's honestly commendable. It's just, it's a lot of like commitment. I feel like, you know, if you really want to like make it in drag, like bitch, you really have to put the work in. It's a very hard industry to break into, especially in Los Angeles. Like there's so many people that want to do drag and like, if you really want to do it, like you got to work to the bone. Like bitch, you have to go crazy. Literally crazy. Like, you know, being booked or at least being out like a, a, as much as you can, staying relevant. Oh gosh, it's crazy. I love that you say in Los Angeles because we do have a lot of people here that want to do drag. And the other day I was on TikTok live and <laughs> one of the um, people there said, oh, what is the best city to like, you know, do drag full time if, if I want to do drag full time. And I'm like, honestly, LA is, I mean, it's good because there's so many places, but there's also a lot of competition. So I told them, go to like a small city like Connecticut. <laughs> like, yeah. All their queens were in drag race. I'm sure they're touring right now. So they need people that do drag there. <laughs> if your goal is to do drag full time, LA would be so hard to like fulfill that goal. It is tough. Going somewhere else would be so much easier. LA is just so hard. I do not suggest starting drag in LA. <laughs> However, if you do, I welcome you. I love new drag artists and I believe everyone should try drag once in their life. Yes. At least once. That's how it started. I was like, let me just try it once and like we're here fucking five years later. <laughs> you see, you don't know what will happen after you try it just once. Yeah. And some people try it once and they're like, oh, I just like found this other like part of my personality. I was watching Celebrity Drag Race the other day and a lot of the celebrities there were saying that like, oh, this is just online. Another side of me or whatever. I don't know if they were true but i'm like it is true it doesn't look another side of you it does it does so before doing drag full time what was your other gig besides drag honestly like i started drag when i like started college so i never worked anything else i've done like community service and like all that stuff but like i never worked an actual job and then like drag just happened it happened it just happened Girl, i love that you're like this is all i know this is cute bitch work i'm kind of jealous because i've always had to have like another job besides drag and it's super exhausting too I'm like, I'm literally on my lunch break right now, like recording this episode. <laughs> After we're done, I'm going to go back to work. Well, don't get too jealous. Listen, when you do drag, like when that's like your bread and butter, like you'll start to like dread getting into drag. 
Like, it's like, sometimes I'm like, girl, I don't want to do this. And like, I feel like I get burnt out. I feel we were saying. So I don't know, maybe, maybe Joanna won't be a full-time drag queen for that. No, I feel you because I mean, at the end of the day, even if you love drag, if it's your passion, it becomes your job too. And sometimes even if we like our job and we like our coworkers and we like our, where we work, we don't want to go to work. Exactly. <laughs> because it's it's work. So I I see what you're saying. You're like, mm, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like in LA, like, there are very good shows where you make a lot of money. However, there's, in these days, there's like an influx of like these shows that I feel like should not be there. I feel like there's oversaturation and I feel like some of these shows I'm like, what? Like, and this is no shade to anyone because like I do love everyone with my whole like heart. However, like as a full-time drag queen, I can't help but to like criticize some of these things because I'm like, why does this person have a show? Or like, why are they having a show at this time when no one's gonna go? Like also a lot of the times bars use drag as like like a hook to get people to come into the bar during like low time. And during peaks, I noticed that a lot of bars do not even have drag shows. There's a lot going on. There is a lot. <laughs> and like, you're right. A lot of times bars use drag queens to like, you know, just bring more people in where there's like, a, like on a Monday night. And you're right. Or you're like, why are we having this show like on a Yay. Monday, you know, instead of having it a Friday or you're having just like your regular bar? I don't know. It's, you have to look out for yourself. You have to look out for yourself. Yes. Like, I love Monday nights in WeHo, like, don't get me wrong, like, it's lit. I love drag on Monday in WeHo. However, Friday, Saturday, like, where's the drag? Like, where's the night drag? I thought, like, drag was traditionally, like, in nightclubs. And, like, in WeHo, at night, there's barely any drag shows. Like one, and it's like a, it's a dinner show at Kitchen Twenty Four that's closing down. Literally, and it, I think that's like it's pretty similar, like across the country. Because I went to New York a couple of years ago, and I it was like a Friday Saturday night, and I was like, okay, I want to go to a drag show. There was not a single drag show that I could go to, and I asked some of the locals when I was out and about. They were like, yeah, most of them are drag brunches, and I'm like, I get it because I mean, obviously, you want to get that straight money <laughs> and that brunch money. A brunch, it's always gonna. Make a coin a brunch it's like take oh, yeah. take notes in the audience a drag brunch is always gonna make coin with a T. To your point, I love Dragon. It's in the night atmosphere where you can see like the essence of like the provocative, sometimes the politically incorrect, sometimes this other side of drag that at brunch, it's truly not going to sell, you know? Yeah, like I feel like brunches are more like commercialized. They're more like, this is what people go to after they watch one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and they're like, I want to see this in person. And then, you know, they go to the Abbey for brunch. They go to Mary's for brunch. They go to all these brunches don't you have a brunch show i do have a brunch show yeah <laughs> but you're right you're right a lot of the audience there is like oh my god you should apply for rupaul's drag race yes <laughs> oh my god but it's like the nightclubs though like it doesn't get very much better because like some of these people that just watch drag race like quote-unquote religiously um and don't even do drag not even on halloween they want to criticize our drag and like i've sat in so many like smoking patios with like tv screens playing the show and like it's like, girl, like, you don't even do this. And, like, you can't even get your boy outfit together. Like, you think you can criticize, like, drag, like, one of the most polished queens. Literally, like, this guy was talking about Leandro Rose. No. She looks sickening. She looks fierce. I was gagging. And he was like, oh, this, this doesn't match. I was like, girl, like, get out of here. Like, ruining the vibe, ruining the mood. And that's the thing is the disrespect to drag artists. When did people get so comfortable disrespecting us? Literally, because, like, 
I mean, you don't go to like, I don't know, let's say like an artist that is playing the guitar and be like, hmm, you know what? I feel like that it doesn't, yeah. you know, that chord or whatever. I don't know shit about music. You know, you don't do that with other arts. So, I mean, I think that drag being so, becoming so mainstream and becoming so, I guess, popular or normalizing whatever twink wants to get on Twitter, on TikTok, saying what they think about the show has done that a little bit. Yes. Oh my God. I just can't. It is wild. It is wild. So, okay, let's rewind a little bit. What are some of your favorite venues to perform here in LA? Ooh, okay. Actually, I'm going to perform at my literal favorite venue tonight. I love tasting. As a person that goes to the bar to have fun, out of drag, in drag, and performing in drag, even working the door and then performing tonight, like, wow, Precinct is literally, like, the best bar I've ever worked at. I feel like they just, like, their experience, they've built a reputation. So many people just go just because it's Precinct. It's so gorgeous inside, like, it's so aesthetically pleasing. And, like, I'm kind of living for, like, the clothes concept. Like, I kind of like that. And, like, the smoking patio, wow, like, I don't know, like, in that dressing room, like, makes me feel like a movie star. Like, I feel like I'm in those, like, drag queen movies, like, doing drag queen shit. And I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be. Oh, and what I especially love is how the dressing room leads directly to the stage and you don't have to walk around awkwardly and have people, like, using the restroom see you and all that and they be like, hi! And they're like, oh my god! Like, oh, yes. The best thing is that right after you perform, they give you cash in an envelope. There's this nice lady at the door. I love her. I'm so excited to see her tonight. And she organizes everyone's cash. And it's, oh my God, like, it's just so good. Now the cash in the envelopes, it seems like so mafia style. Yes! And it has my name on it and everything. It's like a little, little envelope. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, I got my money, girl. I got paid, honey. <laughs> and the audience there is always great, too. I've never encountered one of those, like, Twitter twinks at Precinct yet. I'm sure there's many that go, but I've never encountered one that has like the balls to tell me like, oh my gosh, or that's, you know, like audibly criticizing drag. They're always like the opposite, like praising us and giving us like, you know, all the compliments. And maybe like I'm a little bit of a narcissist and maybe that's why I like precinct. However, it's just the vibe. It's just giving, especially like everyone's also saying like the food is good there. I've never tried it, but that's even like something that I haven't even done there yet. And I'm like, wow, even if I try the food, like it'll make me love this place even more. Yes, it's so good. It has all the boxes that you want. Like as like a drag queen, a good dressing room, it's so spacious. Like, yeah. Everything. Everything. Like, don't get me wrong. Love all the other drag bars. I love y'all. Abby, I love y'all. Rocco's, I love y'all. Mickey's, I love y'all. But like, are you seeing? Has just been treating me right recently. It's just been giving. It's just been giving. Mm -hmm. It's been giving. It's been giving. And I love that they've been giving because that it's going to force all the other bars to keep giving. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, come to Persuasion. It's once a month. Hosted by Angina. I'll be there at the door and it'll be performing. I love it. I also love Redline. Oh, yeah. Because it's so fun. I mean, the vibes are always right. The staff is always super nice. The dressing room is a little bit of a journey to get to <laughs> because it's downstairs. But I'm not mad about that because it's so spacious, like, down there that it's like, okay, like, I can deal with the stairs for all the space and the lights. Girl, shout out to Brad. Okay. Sexy-ass bartender. Shout out to Brad. Oh. Shout out to Gabe. Mm -hmm. Gabe the babe. Gabe the babe. Yes. And the trade is there, honey. The trade is there. They always have sex.
sexy go-go's, oh, everything. Oh, yeah. But you know, Redline, the one thing about Redline is that, like, okay, ever since I moved to LA, I started Ubering to the gig. Mm -hmm. Getting an Uber to Redline is one of the most stressful situations I have ever been in, right? But what's even more stressful is when you walk from that Uber into the place, and then when you order one to leave, because no one wants to pick you up at Redline. What's the issue? Really? Interesting. Yes, it takes so long to get an Uber, like, from Redline. From Precinct is easier, but from Redline, I don't know, like, I have to wait, like, 10 minutes before someone accepts, and then they're, like, 10 minutes away. They're not even in the area. I'm like, where am I? Let me put my Nancy Drew cap on, because I have a theory now that you're mentioning it, because Redline happens to be in the same street as other, like, heterosexual bars. Mm -hmm. So my theory is that the Uber drivers don't want to pick up the messy heteros and that's why they avoid that area because it had issues of like fights and stuff on those bars so I that's what I'm thinking you know oh well girl the, the gay bars in downtown LA are not shy from fighting either honey oh there's been drama recently <laughs> really I haven't maybe I need to go out more I'm not gonna say too much for that red line apparently there was two drag queens fighting oh the gag the gag I heard tables were flipped I hope I don't get in trouble for talking about this. I mean, we're not saying any names, so I don't think you will. Exactly. Love both of the girls, but god damn. That is, like, in a fist fight? In, like, a physical fight? Or just an argument? Yes, girl. Like, a fist fight. Like, tables were flipped. Bartenders rolled their ankles trying to stop it. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was bad. Like, they had to end the show. Like I need you to spill the tea with me after we stop recording, because, oh my god. What? Like I have detailed, like, accounts of this situation. I was, like, the police investigator. I was like, oh, you were there, right? What happened? The detective, the detective Perry. Oh, girl, you know, whenever there's tea, Joella Perry will find her way to get a sip of that. If you need a, a Joella for whatever, just, you know, start some drama and she'll appear. She'll poof into thin air. Like, okay, what happened? I'm like, oh, so what happened? I'm dead. Girls don't fight with each other. We're not the enemy. It's like the Hunger Games. Remember who the true enemy is. At least not a physical fight. Come on. We're ladies. We are ladies. Fight on social media. Fight on social media like we're supposed to, okay? Oh, Do a fake face Facebook post. Right. Do an Instagram story. I don't know. Where are your manners? <laughs> I'm like, aren't we ladies? Like, why are we acting like men? You thought you wanted to do, like, this kind of... Like, this is the kind of drag you wanted to do, right? Then act like it. That is wild. Linda, the words of RuPaul, I cannot wait to hear all about this. <laughs> oh my girl, mess, honey. I love it. But you know what? What you did was to be on stage with Katy Perry. So can you tell us a little bit more about how that happened? In in full geesh, for context. In full geesh, honey. Okay, so funny story is that was actually the second time I was on stage with her. The first time was in I think like 2019, 2018. And no, 2018 because I hadn't started drag. And I did the same song, but I rapped Nicki Minaj's verse. Since before then, like, I've been a very, like, big super fan of Katy Perry. And, like, I've gone to, like, you know, see her at, like, red carpet events or, like, seen her shows. And, like, i like, gone to say hi to her. And, like, I've had many, many conversations with her, like, and she has started recognizing me and she recognized me by name. And like she, like I've hung out at like concerts she's done, like the Malibu. You know when the Malibu fires happened? Yes. I went to the fundraiser because she was performing, and it was so sickening because after she performed, she came out and took pictures with so many people, and then she came and hung out with me and my friends. 
for like 20 minutes and we watched Gwen Stefani with her oh. and Brandi Carlisle. Like that was fierce. Such a queen. Oh my God. She treats her fans literally the best out of any pop star. And it's like, if, if it's one pop star to stand and you want attention from that pop star, go to Katy Perry. She'll give you attention. Don't say that because all the fucking twinks that were craving attention are going to make her her goddess now. <laughs> yeah, Vegas, I was sitting pretty close to the stage. And when you're on stage, like you can see the people. Like when I was up there, I was like, oh my God, I'm so close to everyone. Like it was, it's not like this at every Katy Perry show. Because usually like the barricade is like a little bit firmer from the stage. And she actually like, during Change of the Rhythm, she says my name. Like she sings the verse and she goes, right, Joey? Which is before she calls me up for this swish swish moment. But that, that moment, like, is a part of the show like she all every night she'll call up like one fan and they'll do that that is so fucking cool oh my god were you dying inside honestly i was on mushrooms because i didn't <laughs> expect to perform and that's why i was wearing that dress in those sneakers because like i just want to look coochie i just want to look kind i just want to look cute and like you know be comfortable and be high and this bitch wanted to put me on stage and you're like oh <laughs> mother not now <laughs> yeah but honestly like I didn't have any anxiety I think the shrooms helped me out also cause you're natural you're like the stage is where I belong you know like this feels correct honestly that night it felt correct it felt so correct honestly it was so good like wow one of the greatest nights of my life I'm sure I'd be fucking gacked too oh my gosh have you seen Miss Perry since I haven't seen Mrs. Perry because I know a lot of people may think this but like me and her are not fucking friends like I'm just a fan (laughs) I'm just a fan girl and like honestly like I used to be a bigger fan but like even like when I went to Vegas and like years like leading up to that like I haven't been like the biggest Katy Perry fan as I was like a long time ago I feel like I don't know I'm like past that time in my life but like I'll always have her with me of course yeah I mean she's your diva she's your goddess so she will always be a part of you oh yeah love that bitch no but you mentioned that the first time that you saw her or that you were on stage it was before you started doing drag so how did you start doing drag how did that happen so my drag son you know christian michael the not even drag son he's just like my queer son i guess he's a go-go dancer in west hollywood and all over socal love him he's been doing so good so successful i'm so proud of him he's very delicious oh trust i've heard honey so we actually met in high school we were really good friends back then and he ended up showing me rupaul's drag race because he would watch it religiously he was one of those things honey and i was like oh my god like Alyssa versus tatiana is so fierce like I want to do like this because like I've always wanted to be like a female performer like I've always like felt like whenever I wanted to like because I like I'm a performer thing through honey I love performing but I never felt masculine I always felt feminine and when I saw this I was like oh my god like I can be a female pop star literally like my dreams <laughs> can come true yeah and then three you know okay infamous nightclub dun, dun, dun. 340 nightclub the tea honey every girl if you do Dragon Focal, you know what I mean. You know 340, honey. You probably perform at 340. <laughs> and if you don't know, reach out to a queen. Yeah! If you don't know what I mean, ask a queen from SoCal, honey. They'll tell you. I did start there. There was a competition. It was an eight-week one. And I was, like, so scared because I've never done drag. I didn't know, like, what to do at all. I didn't have any friends that did drag at all. So, like, I went into it, like, blind. Bitch, I was a busted fucking mess. As you should. Oh, my God. Like, I'm sure you saw that really posted everyone watching please go on my instagram page you'll find a reel where i post all the old footage of when i started like the first year before
for it. My drag mother, Raina, adopted me and turned me the fuck out because like, God damn, I was a mess. She's like, I'm not about to have a busted child, so come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. She was like, listen, you're ugly right now, but if you painted good, you would be sickening. And I was like, no, like I'm ugly girl. Like I'll always be ugly. And then she painted me and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, never mind. I'm not ugly. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's crazy because like in my life, I've never felt attractive. Like I've never felt like a motherfucking nine, a motherfucking 10. Like when she painted me for the first time and put like that hair on me and everything and like the vision just came together. Like, yeah, I feel you. For me, it took a, a while for me to happen because nobody painted me for a while. Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been painted by anybody else. You should. I always love getting painted by other people. Like I have a few on my list that I want to get painted by. I want Joel Byra to paint me. Who? Joel Byra. She's an LA queen. She's my drag cousin. Mm. Chanel Vanity and Karina Saito's daughter. Okay, okay, period. So sickening. Shout out to the family, honey. Love y'all. Yes. <laughs> I want Jovira to paint me. Her friend Euphoria to paint me. I want Cheryl Trade, oh, my Canadian sister, to paint me. Those three are on my list right now because, like, I'm genuinely gagged by their mugs. That is a good list. Okay, let me think. Who do I want to be painted by? Mmm. Mm. I want to start by Wilhelmina Caviar. Ooh, bitch, honey. Icon. Because she used to paint soft, honey. I've always admired her mug. So I was like, okay, she's definitely on my list. Who else I want to be painted by? I want to be painted by somebody that has like an alternative type of drag. Ooh, yes. That comes to my mind is Kitchcock Blonde because I have I had it recently in the pod. So I went through her page and I'm like, mm, that mug is sickening. You know who I want to paint me scary? Who? I want Zion to paint me scary. Girl, that bitch is scary. Like special effects scary. He paints down. Wow. No, literally. Is there anybody that you want to paint? Ooh, okay. You're painting for me. Like, I hate painting other people. However, I can't help but sometimes to be like, girl, I need to paint this bitch. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you're just like, oh my God, like, I really need to step in. But you know, like, my rule of thumb is like to not step in unless someone like requests. Asks, yeah. Because I find that like people get so offended. Like, people get so mad. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know, like, look in the mirror? Like, obviously, I would do a better fucking job. <laughs> Like, what are you trying to say about my makeup? It's a delicate topic. You cannot be like, I want to paint you, you know? <laughs> the girl be like, what, what are you saying? What do you, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I just want to like paint you, girl. Like, I just want to see what you would look like. Yeah, that's the thing. I just want to practice because, you know, there's a certain show where you may or may not have to like paint somebody else. So I'm always like looking for different people to paint. I painted a couple of friends. I painted people for charity and it's a lot of fun. Now I want to paint somebody that has no eyebrows, like that shaved their eyebrows. Because I always vlogged mine and I'm like I want to like a plain canvas I want to know how that feels oh it's fierce I used to shave my eyebrows and oh my god like it was thickening unclockable I grew them back recently and they always like come undone because of the fucking glue and because you're always like tearing it up on the stage come on Penny you know she's always sweating girl literally but you know who I actually like really want to paint oh. my sister Ophelia Bell because bitch like her mug is so good like it's so fish it's so like haunt pussy but I want to see her in like a more dramatic like a little not too much draggy but uh, just a little draggier yeah I want to see like what she would look like that would be fierce no I because I told Paradise I want to just paint you because you have no eyebrows but I feel like her, I love her mug she's swapped as 
fuck. I've been painting a lot more, like, exaggerated, like, my eyebrows and everything. So I was like, I want to do that onto her. Like, Ooh. I want to give her, like, eyebrows and, like, a snatched little nose. So I was like, I just want to see how you look. I feel like she's got so much potential. I fucking support that. Please make that happen. I would love to see that. I will make that happen. I'll make the phone calls. My people will talk to her people. You know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be our ordeal. The people, your people, you mean the voices inside your brain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my multiple personalities. One of them will talk to her people. I love when people say that, especially when like us queens say that because, you know, the bi people means like me. Like what other people, girl? <laughs> it's like, okay, girl. <laughs> I want to buy my dog a little laptop so I make him like officially like my intern. Oh, imagine if dogs could like be assistants. Girl, mine would be so overworked. If they could like schedule our stuff, if they could answer phone calls for us, like if they could like, you know, run our errands, like wow, love dogs. Go to the bank, deposit our, our singles, <laughs> wash our tights, wash our drag, wash our makeup brushes. Oh yeah, you see, you already have the list of tasks. Like we just need to find a dog that's capable, aka a man, because men are fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Listen, I have a man, but he's busy enough to do all this. <laughs> Wait, so like, have you ever thought about having a personal assistant? I've thought about it, but I think that right now, one, I cannot afford one <laughs> because I'm not gonna have them for free you know like i cannot pay them i'm not gonna have like some poor twink <laughs> work for me for free and second i feel like no i cannot manage sometimes because right now i'm struggling to like keep you know like the pod and tiktok and my boy job and the gigs hey. it was like i could use one i could use one definitely but i just cannot pay one yeah so i work on keep on training my dog to, to do these kinds of things you need a service dog honey i do you need a service dog imagine just like calling my cell phone and having some and, and hearing <laughs> Imagine and it's like texting, like it's like this is what I'm trying to say. Like I can't speak English, but I can type oh, it. That'd be sickening. Okay, okay. What about like an AI chatbot that responds to your DMs? You know, I don't check that. I mean, I'm terrible at that, so I think that we could use the help. Yeah, I feel like AI, like it might say the wrong thing. I feel like it'll like take in whatever the person's saying, and then it might spit out the wrong thing. I'd rather like an actual human to like respond to all this shit because I'm like I don't trust the AI to like actually like do a job. Yeah, maybe. I don't know because I've seen it a lot like, you know, when you call like customer service at T-Mobile that they make you like answer some questions and based on that information they kind of like, maybe something like that. I don't know. If someone is an engineer out there that is listening to this, please make that happen for us. Please help us. You'll make so much money if you patent that for drag queens. You'll make coins. Drag queens are fucking stupid and like we really need the fucking help. We're fucking dumb. We are. If you did drag for a week, you would be like, what what the fuck is going on with these bitches? And then on top of that, we're always under some sort of substance, honey. It is alcohol, weed, and so that adds to the equation. Equation you want, you know? So please make that for us. Help us. Oh gosh, tell us a little bit more about persuasion. It, I, I love Angina, and I know that she just started doing that like a couple of months ago, right? So it's pretty new yeah so new so new i think it might be the newest show at precinct and it's so fun and it's all about api yes all asian api every month it's a different cast and like we always have like an asian headliner tonight we have one and only legendary mulan alexander and i'm so excited to perform with her because oh my god like so fierce i look up to her i want to be just like her but i'm never i will never you never know you, you never thought that you could be a female pop star and now 
you are. So maybe one day you'll be like Milana Alexandra. You'll never know. True, true. Well, it's such an amazing show because I feel like in LA, like there were a few Asian shows. I love you, Send News. I love you, Liberation. Love y'all so much for doing so much representation. But I feel like Persuasion brought like Asian representation to like another level because like it's like once a month at a major like LA bar. And like I work the door there every month. And a lot of the people that come up, like they don't even know that it's like an Asian event. Like they just go to precinct and then like we're just throwing this all Asian show at their faces. Like we don't give a fuck and you're just gonna live for it. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, going back to that theme of like doing drag when it's like a busy time and it's gonna be good for the queens. That is exactly what is happening because it's like to your point that Friday night, you know, it's gonna be packed and a lot of people don't go necessarily for the show, but it's in your face and it's out there and it's providing the representation that we all need. Yeah, amazing, honestly. And like, Angina's so sweet. Love working with her. Like, it's a dream. It's a dream gig, honestly. Like, I, li- I love She is the sweetest. And she's so funny. I love her so much. I wanna be like her, but with hair. <laughs> And she's so funny. She's so real, too. Well, Joella, we're talking about so many things right now about drag. But I want to know what is next for you? What are some of your short-term goals for drag? Maybe for the next year, for the next October coming around? And what is your ultimate goal of drag? What is it that you want to do and be like, bitch, I did that? You know, honestly, like, at first my goal in drag was to, like, get as far as I could and, like, try to make drag more mainstream. I don't want Drag Race to be like my one and only goal. I want to like go beyond that. But in recent times, I've been having a little bit of like this kind of existential crisis. You know, when you grow, like you kind of like stand back and then you realize like, what do I really want in life? And right now it's not fame. It's not like, you know, furthering my career. I feel like in LA, like I've done a lot. You know, I'm letting it naturally roll out now because I feel like what else more can I do to get my name out there? But like, I mean, there's more I can do, but like, I feel like I've done good. And I'm just like letting it naturally go on. And it's been going so good. Like very excited for Sunday. It's going to be a big day, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> but girl, like, I mean, I, I just love drag, but like, damn, like sometimes I'm like, I want a normal life. Do you ever feel that way? I get what you're saying because it's very exhausting because it's a lot of hustle. Imagine if a more traditional quote unquote job is like exhausting. Drag is, I think is like twice as exhausting because it's exhausting not only in your body, but also like mentally because you have to do all these things like keep reaching out to people to stay booked at least for me if I want to stay consistently booked I have to re- reach out to people instead of like waiting for people to reach out to me so it's, it's and we do so many things we do the jobs of like everything marketing PR everything costume design makeup girl the drag itself yeah it's too much honestly like and I feel like especially in LA it's so exhausting and maybe like the overexposure of like clubbing culture like maybe has like you know molded my brain into something else but like I feel like the introverted side of me is like taking over recently I don't know it's just like naturally happening and I don't know oh, that's super valid thank you for talking about this because I mean a lot of people think that oh yeah like all drag queens just want to you know be famous and st- or stay at the clubs forever and a lot of us you know to go through this of like okay what is it that we want to do especially as we grow older right like is there anything else that I can do is this still fulfilling to me so these are really conversations that are valid that I think we should 
should like normalize. And if maybe stepping back of drag is something that we decide to do when only do it every so often, or you know, or taking it differently, maybe to like on social media or like YouTube or something. So it's it's super valid, and I hope that you know you get time to think about it and to think about like how drag is gonna continue to keep playing a part in your life and making you happy. Because that's all about it. If it's not fun and making you happy, like, but I know it, it is. I know it's a passion of you. I love drag. You know, I still want to do it, and like, I just don't want to do it like every day. I don't want to do like every gig I'm offered. Like, I want to do some gigs. Like, of course, I would keep doing persuasion every month. I would do like photo shoots. Like, I just feel like my drag would be so much better if I could just put more energy into it because I feel like now, like, I'm stuck in this cycle of being like, I want to do this performance that I really want to do or like do this song I really want to do but like it's not a dance number it's not a dance mix and like you know give the crowd what they want give the producers what they want like they want Joella to go out there and dance like they don't want me to go out there and do a ballad but like I want to go out there and do a ballad but see if like if I wasn't doing drag full time like this I wouldn't be fucking scared to be like I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want right yeah and also like when you spend a, a little bit more time without doing drag for example when I take like a week off or two weeks off sometimes I'm like okay and now I'm super excited to do drag and I'm like I'm super excited to like get in makeup Yay. again or like sew something new so I feel what you're saying sometimes our minds need like that little break to keep going harder yes and I feel like you know like I feel like I'm not putting out my best work and I'm very upset about it like I'm sure like I like what I do but like sometimes I'm like girl like it's not coming together like you want it to girl but I feel like you have to give yourself some credit you know I mean like I know that you have like high expectations for yourself and your drag but also I'm um, you've been killing it you've been killing fucking it and you're such a huge name in LA like come on like give yourself some credit I love you bitch thank you I mean it and I love you too bitch literally thank you oh but yeah I just feel like at this point it's like I'm just thinking like what do I want to do now because like I used to be in such like a like work 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 I want to get this gig this gig this gig I'll do all the spots all the all the gigs all the photo shoots all the video shoots everything but now I'm like spirit and drag has changed like now I'm like slowing down a little bit right and that's valid because we change as people yeah you know you're not the same person that you were it's how many years ago you started drag so that's super valid yeah so your drag will continue to evolve with your life oh this is so beautiful you know what I can't wait to be like 10 years into drag because like every month every year every like every time like i get further into this like art form my mind like changes so much like i'm such a different person than i was when i started and i'm sure in five years when i'm 10 years into drag i will be much more of a different person drag has taught me so much i know bitch same same and uh... I cannot wait to be one of those bitches that are like, I've been doing drag for 25 years. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I really want that. That's iconic, iconic. The level of insight, the level of like the nuance, like you know your shit. Mm -hmm. Like if I feel like I know my shit at four years, which I know I have a lot to learn, it's like, damn, what is it going to be like, you know, when I'm 10 years, 20 years, like how, how much, how good am I going to be? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh other day had the privilege to work with the iconic Katrina Duvall Ooh. such a uh, such, she's been doing drag for 25 years now and you could tell her stage presence the way that she talked to us the other cast members the way that she was just like super prepared oh, oh my god I'm like I this is what I want to be yeah that's what I want to be that's what I want to be 20 years I say this to everyone experience really does make or break you as a drag artist you just need to keep doing it over and over again no matter how bad you are just 
just keep doing just it. Keep pushing, girl. <laughs> it will get better. Yeah. Keep pushing, girl. Get out of your comfort zone. Like, I used to be so bad at drag makeup and like getting ready used to be so stressful. But like, you get used to it. Like, you develop a process and like, I don't know. To all the new performers or people that want to start doing drag that are listening, please just don't give up. However, if you really feel like drag isn't for you, it's okay because there's a lot of drag queens out here and we don't need extra people. Leave that apart. <laughs> but don't give up because like, I almost gave up at one point in the start of my drag career and I'm just so glad I I'm glad you didn't too, bitch. Oh, and I love that you're giving advice because that is a perfect segue into my favorite section of the pod, which is the drag tip of the week. Ooh. You already said that the drag tip for you is don't give up. Yes. And I agree. I, giving up is like, no, girl, you gotta try. But what made you want to give up uh, back then when you were having doubts? Honestly, like, I think a lot of new performers, like, when you're a new performer, like, like you see a lot of people getting praised because there is, like, new performers that start off that are very good. You know, as a new performer, like you don't really see drag like how experienced performers do. So when you want an experienced performer's validation, they're like, you need to grow more before we give you that. And as a new drag queen, like sometimes that can hurt. And I feel like that a lot of people like experience that. Like a lot of people experience like the new drag queen syndrome where they're like, I want it, I want it, I want it, but I'm not getting it. So I'm mad and I, you just gotta be patient. And that's honestly why I wanted to quit was because I wasn't getting that recognition but bitch i didn't deserve it but you know in hindsight i see that yeah oh i love that new drag queen syndrome oh yeah oh it's running rampant in this city girl oh my god i agree there's a an outbreak of new drag queen syndrome <laughs> What do you think are the, the symptoms of new drag queen syndrome? Oh my God. Here, let's see. That where they're like, I want the recognition. And it's like, why would I give it to you? Number two is like a lot of, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you, can I borrow this? Can I borrow? I, oh my God, I forgot this. Oh my God, I forgot that. Oh my God. Girl, shut the fuck up. And then another thing is when I come into the dressing room and they, they know that there's more people that are going to come in and all their shit is sprawled out on everything. And not even just in the bags. All open it's like baby like literal baby like please i try not to be a bitch but sometimes i'm like hey can you like just clean up because like there's more people coming <laughs> literally when it's like a two by two room and like there's shit is like all in all the tables in all the chairs i'm like girl you know there's other seven bitches that are supposed to be here right <laughs> but it's a learning experience they're learning however if you've been doing drag for a year and you still have no dressing room etiquette get out of my face i can't stand it girl like i try to be so nice but like there's oh my god like i'm just like do you are you not aware that there's like people here too like you're not the main character it's a cast of five like everyone has their own spot yeah the dressing room etiquette is so important girl be nice to everyone the little things like say hi to everyone like when you get there it's not hard to like say hi to everyone yeah or at least just say hey everyone at least yeah if you're like late just like that's the least you can do not just like you know being on your own bubble because that's also going to get you places that's also going to get you far being someone that's easy and like nice to work with mm -hmm. that will get you so far I think that another piece of dr dressing room etiquette 
cat is washing your shit. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because dressing rooms, yeah, you know this. They open the suitcase and it's like, must. <laughs> or like, air it out. There's some drag queens that like, which I'm guilty of this. Like, I would leave my bags in my car for days. However, like, you gotta air it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some people who just like, keep it closed. And it's like, girl, open it up. Let it out. Let the smells out. Let the moisture out. Literally, like, my bags have been on my car since when was the gig? <laughs> Thursday? No. Tuesday. <laughs> and it's Friday. But I have a gig on Sunday and I'm gonna wash my shit before that. You know? I'm <laughs> exactly, exactly. You see, there's a system. There's a system there. There's a system. Exactly, exactly. If I knew how to gig tonight, for example, my bag would be out here. My shit would be out, you know, washed. Exactly, exactly. I feel like it's like in drag, like you really just have to find like this system that works for you. How do you do drag? What like what is your drag process? It's like, you know, like you just take things from other people and then put that into your drag process, I feel like. That's my one another tip. That's a really good piece <laughs> of advice. Yeah. No, it's great because that's what I do, you know. Like I see how other people like either organize their show or organize their, you know, their makeup, how my sisters do it. I was like, oh, let me like try this. And sometimes it doesn't work for like the way that my brain works and everything, but sometimes it does. And I love that. That's the number one thing is like find your process. And like a lot of girls, like I feel like their issue is that they they don't see drag as like a start to finish like process. It's kind of like cooking. Like, you know, like you need your ingredients, like you need to prep it and then you cook it and then you need to set it and then you need to serve it and then you need to eat it and then you need to clean. Like it's the same fucking shit. It is. It's a long process. It's a lot of mental work. For us now, it's like it's in the back of our heads, like, you know, it's one, two, three, four. But like, when you first start building your process, it's like, mm-hmm. what do I do first? Literally. What do I do next? What am I supposed to do now? And like, just like cooking, sometimes you need to let things marinate for a little bit, you know? So it's part of the process. So I think that it's, yeah. Well, you know what bothers me? What? What bothers me is when I see people patting before they do their makeup. Mm, you know what? I've seen some queens do that. Which I get it. I get it because that's your process and who am I to judge? But in my process, it's like a sin. It's like illegal. I'm like, I would never sit in pads for longer than I have to. But that's just me. Yeah, because I was in, in a competition years ago and I was getting ready at my place with uh, one of my sisters and she started padding before we started our makeup. And I'm like, are you padding? She's like, yeah, because I sweat so much. So if I pad once I have my face done, like I'm just going to sweat it off. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if they, if they still do that. I'm going to send them a DM and be like, girl, do you still pad before you met your face? <laughs> but I don't know. You know what one of my friends do? She does her, she does like half of her makeup and then she checks the time and she goes, oh my God, it's almost time for us to go. Then she starts padding. And then I say, you're not done with your makeup yet. Why are you padding? You can go one by one. And then they go, well, I feel like that, like I'll get ready faster if I do this and then do, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense because like, if you do your makeup and then you pad, and then the other situation is you do your half of your makeup pad and then do half of your makeup. Isn't it gonna take like the same amount of time? I think so, no, that finishing your makeup and then pad. Yeah, it would take the same, um, because you're doing the same things just in a different order. Interesting, have they tried doing their whole face and then padding? I don't know. Send them this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Joella, this conversation has been amazing. I've had such a great time with you, bitch. And we need to have drinks. We need to go out and just bitch about our things because that's my favorite hobby. (laughs) We need to hang out more. We need to go out together, girl. Literally. I need to drive up to LA more often. 
Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. But for the people that cannot drive to LA, where they can find you in social media? Ooh, you can find me on Instagram at joella.perry. Simple as that. Do you have TikTok? Do you have Twitter, now known as X? You can also find me on TikTok, but I'm not very active on TikTok, but my TikTok is just Joella Perry. You can also find me on Venmo and Cash App at Joella Perry. Support local drag. <laughs> kaching, kaching, bitch. Exactly. Full-time <laughs> drag is not easy. Tip me, honey. It is not easy. And listen, follow her Instagram. She always posts her flyers there for shows, and you don't want to miss her. It's such a fun time. I need to have you back in Long Beach in my show. Yes, please. I love doing your show. That was so fun. It was a lot of fun, right? You see, that's a drag show that should be there. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You see? It's, bro, Patch Proud Entertainment, like, entertaining down. Nice venue. Oh, it's such a beautiful venue, and they take such good care of us. Yes, so nice to the queen. I just feel like that, like, that was a good experience. Yes, thank you. I, that's the most important for me, to have a good experience for the queens and for the kings that I book, and for the audience that be like, oh, bitch, that was fun. Exactly. And I think that I, I'm, I'm making that so far. And that's what a drag run should be. What it should be. Thank you. Thank you. But thank Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you want to keep supporting the pod, rate it five stars on Spotify, on Apple Music, and you can support the pod for as little as one dollar. Bitch, give me a dollar. <laughs> you can find that on the show notes on that link. But until next time, <laughs> bye. bye. Thank you for listening to A Hundred Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Leave me a review. If you didn't like it, you're probably homophobic. This episode was edited by Chow Panda Productions. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.